Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Indeed, Romy Kaplan is this month's Mensch Thought Leader. She has a master's degree in forced migration from Oxford University and is a psychotherapist by training. She has also convened the 60th anniversary of the Genocide Convention Conference and she has written an article for Mensch entitled Is There a Jewish Response to Refugeedom? I'm delighted to have her as my guest now to tell me more. Romy, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. It's lovely to be here, Cherise. Romy, is there a specifically Jewish response to refugees? Yes, so it's a little bit of an ironic question because when we talk about refugees, we really just talk about people who are in need of shelter, who cannot stay in their home country. Um, And so is there a Jewish response to helping other people? I believe there is. I believe there are lots of resources that we can draw on. But again, it's up to us to, in how we interpret it and what we choose to do. So specifically, when we talk about refugees, we're talking about something very, very specific. But in South Africa, to what extent are people coming into our country actually refugees? Yes. So that, what is a refugee is actually a legal term that can't derives from the 1951 Convention, Refugee Convention, and the 1967 Protocol from the United Nations. And actually, Jews were very involved in creating that, uh, that genocide, the, the Refugee Convention. Paul Weiss was one of those people. And so when we talk about a refugee, it's a legal term that allows people to stay in the first country in which they arrive, having fled persecution. And it gives them certain rights, such as the right to education, the right to earn a living, which is very important. Um, because without that status, people may languish in a country and not have access to any of their basic needs way of making a living. So there are a lot of people who aren't refugees by definition um, and who are then therefore undocumented which causes a lot of difficulties for them. But that means that really what we actually need are a number of different systems. So the migration system of a country is also extremely important. And the flow of migration has changed over the last, since the convention of 1951. Um, There's certain events that create flows of people across across the world, such as environmental disasters and other issues. People may not want to come to a country permanently, they may come for a certain period of time, uh, in which case they may not get refugee status, um, but still really need access to resources. And that's where civil society and our response really comes into play as well, um, where they may not be recognized and still very much need our assistance. So for, for practical purposes, the definition at some level is theoretical because the people who come into our country, irrespective of their status, need our help. At the same time, those people can also contribute to our society. Do you want to just explore that a little bit more? So it is theoretical in that it was possible to define refugees differently, but it is very much a, an important legal status. So, um, and, you know, not being able to return to your country is a very different state of being to those who aren't managing to make a living somewhere and need to move for that. But if they return to see relatives and friends, are able to do so and not have their safety at risk. So it actually is a really important definition. At the same time, when we're looking at humanitarian response, 
we we need to say who is in need of our help rather than saying what status do they currently have in the country in which they find themselves. Um, also, we need to remember that migrants and anybody who's lived overseas will relate to this. When you're in a new place, you no longer have your social network to call on, your language, uh, your culture that, that helps you understand how to respond. So all those things uh, for culturation are missing for a refugee and for a migrant. And so we, as those people who live in a particular place, can be of great assistance in these areas. Romy, you refer to your own um, kind of historical background. Your grandparents came from Lithuania. So you you feel that, in a way, do you feel that Jews need to pay it forward because all of us have at some point left somewhere to start again? I think the awareness that we are a big chain of humanity and that we've all been through similar experiences at some point in our history can help us be open to others and empathize and then can inform how we decide to act and be in the world. And I think that's why when we saw that Hayas was having a refugee Shabbat, Mensch took it on to do a, a refugee month because we can bring awareness to our own experience and use our own cultural tools to assist and think about our own journey and what that meant for us to be given shelter and can we therefore use that empathy to reach out to others and be of assistance in this world. When we have to decide, will our history make us parochial and enclosed and feel like we have to defend ourselves at every port because we have been victimized? Or will we use that experience to say, okay, no more in this world. Let us try and make this world a better place for everyone. Because today it's us, tomorrow it's someone else. We know that about prejudice. We know that prejudice doesn't just stop at one ethnic group or cultural group. We know that when it exists, it'll find the weakest link and attack there. So, um, Hayes, of course, uh, is an Israeli, an American group. Is it Israeli or American? That is one of the it's oldest. American group. Yeah. American group. Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society it was actually started in the beginning of the 20th century to help Jewish refugees coming to America. And then they were very active in the displaced persons camps after the Second World War um, and, you know, with tents and then also not just those resources, but then helping place Jewish refugees all over the world in homes. Um, and they continued in that work and spread out their net to assist everybody in need. And today they help refugees all over the globe. And, and it is incredible work that they do, including helping refugees who have come to Israel. Uh, Rami, you work in the realm of a psychotherapy. What is the role of psychotherapy in helping refugees? So, Sharice, many refugees who come, we can we can pretty much be sure that they come with a very high level of resilience and determination when they arrive on our shores because to have made that long journey through many borders, a lot of harassment, sometimes even being tortured along the way, starved, certainly having to really rely on their skills to survive. They arrive here and, you know, they, some of them may have been bourgeois, educated, and yet have had to go through this experience of traveling uh, in very unsafe spaces um, and just relying on their survival instincts. So they arrive 
in one way far more uh, able than any of us uh, to get by and at the same time suffering from certainly some of the things that brought them here um for instance um i had a I had a client who was Eritrean and in Eritrea you are conscripted from the age of 12 to indefinitely be in the army. So many people, of course, try to escape that, um, just like my, my ancestors did. And, um, this particular client was actually captured and tortured in Eritrea before he could then escape. Um, he managed to escape one day when he was actually in court, he was assisted in his escape. So he's arrived and he is an incredible person, no bitterness, no rage, but of course scarred by his experience. So we assisted him with PTSD, with post-traumatic stress disorder, which resulted in having terrible dreams that plagued him at night and not feeling safe when he went out. Um, struggling to trust people, which is a necessity when you need to build a life in a new place. You need to be able to trust people enough to be able to go out, make new contacts and earn a living. So we worked through that. And really, you know, the more you work with, with people who've survived these kind of situations, the more my respect grew for who he is as a person. And yeah, I can only hope that I would be as good as him in terms of my moral compass at that point and my spirit to really embrace life. Yeah. We forget about the skills that people bring in and the the necessity for acculturation because actually none of us are an island and cannot grow without other people and external influence. Rami, on the 27th of February, you'll be hosting a webinar entitled Who is My Refugee? And you'll be engaging with a panel of Jewish refugee activists and advocates. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that event? Sure. Um, we will be happily hosting a number of people who have different experiences. So uh, we have Amanda from H18, who is running a wonderful uh, program in Cape Town, which uh, creates livelihoods for migrants from Malawi. Um, and as well as an ECG school, because it's very hard to access education as a migrant. You have no right to education as a migrant. So while you might, if you have refugee status, very few people are given refugee status in South Africa because of the rights that it confers. Uh, most people are just trying to survive. So that's a wonderful organization that assists. And we also have a number of people who worked with Scalabrini, uh, which is a refugee organization in Cape Town that offers um, training and other forms of support, and a wonderful anthropologist who is currently in the States and works with migration. Even on the, she was working in Cape Town. She now works on the, with the migrants across the Mexican-U.S. border, which is quite fascinating, and a whole kettle of fish of its own. And it's really important that we can learn from how people are working uh, with the difficulty of flows of migrants all over the world. Yeah, I mean, the Ukraine, we haven't even brought up the Ukraine yet. So obviously this is an issue that faces us on a daily basis. Rami, we have run out of time, but let me just let you know that if anybody would like to attend that webinar, you can do so. Um, it's an online webinar. You must, you need to email jody at mensch.org.za. 
Um, and I'd just like to thank Jody for uh, recommending Rami as the thought leader, the men's thought leader, and to thank Rami, Rami, to thank you for joining me. Thank you, Sharice, and I hope you can all join us. And when you light your Shabbat candles, think of your own refugee journey and let that open your heart. On that incredibly beautiful note, we will end this interview.